0: Welcome to At the Counter One Shots, the podcast that takes the nerdy questions and discussions held at the counter of your local comic book shop and brings them to the internet. And for the record, we're, we're sorry. Forward. I'm Marcus Antea. And I'm Christian Kenty. ATC One Shots take all the fun and geekery of the full podcast and puts it into bite-sized chunks. Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, the final <clears throat> podcast of the day, we have a interesting topic uh, that may be slightly... Do people care about uh, this? Even? Spoilery, but, uh, I don't know, but we're going to yeah. talk about it because that's what we do. Yeah. And just to start off, we'd just like to say, "Hello there." <laughs> yes, that is. We are talking about Kenobi, the new, the latest of the Star Wars Disney Plus venture. Shall we call it a little something? People may have heard of it's called Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> We've heard about it. I think it seems it's kind of a small franchise. Yeah, not a lot. Of, not a lot of uh, not a big following. not a big following. You know. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a few minutes and uh, kind of talk about our thoughts on the new Disney Plus series Kenobi and uh, what we think about that and and some of the things that were covered in the show and, and I mean if we think there's faults or things we really liked or whatever we're gonna, we're gonna have a little chat changes to canon whatever you yeah. know yeah just... no so I mean let's start with the the least popular place for you you weren't sure you were gonna be into them. Um, yeah, I I have not had much luck, um, what's the word, caring yeah. about The Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett or whatever, because I wasn't invested in the characters already. So it's this really rough thing when you're my like big nerd friend and you show up after The Mandalorian, you M- Mando episode or Boba Fett or something, Star Wars, and I'm like, have you seen it? And you're like, I haven't watched it. What? <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of a bad nerd there for a bit. But it's just it, it didn't capture my attention for some reason. I don't know why. But it didn't I don't know. Yeah, I mean there were, I mean we talked in the past about how um some of the some of the newer Star Wars series are uh or movies have, have played on things that you're not too thrilled about because there was good canon and they kinda of stepped aside from it and pushed it, you know, by the wayside and gone a different way, right? Creatively. And I always come from the, it's not that it was a bad decision, it's just not one everybody was happy with. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, it, it happens in media a lot. Uh, a lot more than I think we'd like to admit. But with Obi-Wan, we kind of got on the same page. Yeah, I because it was Luke, Leia, Obi-Wan, I seemed to resonate with it a lot better and enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. So I was quite happily, avidly watching it. I said, I'll give it a try. It's new. And it's Ewan McGregor, who I like that guy anyways, so let's give it a shot. Yeah, there's not a lot he's done on Matipo, um, as far as anything, much less Star Wars, so I mean you know, he's he I, I think if anything, Ewan McGregor in Obi Wan has done what we were all hoping. Um, and he connected his original character with the original, the OG character of uh, that of Obi Wan that Al Guinness played. Yes. Um, sir, you did a really good job of. Sir, Alex, sorry, yes. How uh, dare you, sir! I know. It's drawn and Quartered. That's still a thing, right? No, it's not still Let's that bring courted. that back. Let's not, because <laughs> that was horrible. Evil torture. Come on. Do you know what <laughs> Drawn and Quartered is? <laughs> yes, I know okay, what Okay, just checking. <laughs> how bad of a nerd do you think? <laughs> I'm just checking. This is Renfair stuff, man. That's how you get it. He did a really good job of, of bridging the gap between his original character and alchemist Not that there was a huge gap, but there was this section in the middle that was like, how did you get from there to there, right? Um, because it was this very, very articulate, well-spoken, well-educated type of person. Not to say that alchemist wasn't, but he had been in a cave for X number of years. And so that was well-played. Um, and so Ewan did a really great job of bringing those two together. And he was genuinely excited to play the part, which was great. It wasn't token to come back. But, uh, yeah, so as as a whole, I love this series. I thought it was a great new story to something uh, without taking anything away, right? Without sidestepping from things that already happened. It was this happened wow. you know, the expectation has been that he just spent, what, 30, 40 years in, or 30 years in exile. Right? 25 to 30 years in exile. Right? And just kind of in a cave watching over Luke. It didn't matter. Nothing else happened. Other than that. But that's a long period of time for somebody to be inactive when so much is actually happening. Yes, but don't forget, he was in the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. And up to and including old Obi-Wan who took on Darth Maul. Yeah. Um, and they did some really good things with his character there. Uh, so he wasn't just abandoned. But I think it's the oh, you mean uh, in Rebels when he, oh, he Rebels, defeated sure. Darth Maul? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not Clone Wars, Rebels. I mean, he was in Clone Wars. That's why I was on oh, about. No, no, no sorry, I'm talking about up. the yeah, the Rebels cartoon. <laughs> he comes back and he's yeah. dealt like, but he's old Obi Wan at yeah. that point. He's they kind of like, close out that whole Darth Maul Obi Wan thing, which was nice. I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing a little more in the middle if there was something. There was supposed to be something involving that, but I um, think and they they kind of turned the tide on that. This bridges the gap from end of Attack of the Clones to where he starts going back out in the world again for Clone War for yeah for Clone Wars and for um, Rebels because there's a period of time where he's just on Tatooine trying to pretend not to be somebody. Yeah, that's uh, Revenge of the Sith. Sir. Okay. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Sorry, you're right. I was I was confused. I'm like, what gap yeah, are you Richard? Um, <laughs> wasn't that much time between Steve. No, uh, sorry, the end, between the end, end of three breakers. Between the end of three and into uh, and into uh, rebels. Can you tell it's getting way in with the Yeah, we're, we're getting tired of the punchier, folks. We're gonna do the best we can here, but it's also bloody hot in the window. Uh I mean, there was a lot to be appreciated about the series as a whole. Uh, one of the things that I had a real hard time with, the first episode is, I'm like, I mentally didn't put together until after the first episode, but through the whole thing, I'm like, Alderaan's such a great planet. Why didn't they do more on Alderaan? Alderaan gets so least used. They should have put more of it in. Oh, wait. No, yeah. They blew it up in the first one. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I remember. Right. And then you step, I stepped back and was like, uh Kind of reviewing in my head that right. Everybody on this planet probably isn't alive anymore. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but not a good, everybody a good a percentage a of these people majority. are not around. <laughs> so I mean that, and that's they did a great job of creating an atmosphere of yeah, this is business as usual. They don't see it coming. Nobody saw it coming, right? No. Nope. <laughs> so um that was that was really good. I think. They, they did a really good job of casting the little girl who played Leia. yes um, I think she was quite good yeah she had she had the right amount of fun Carrie Fisher always had this had this good attitude to her right yeah. a little bit of edge on her but just enough right and they did a good job of casting her and and she did a great job of, of channeling Leah channeling it but also showing the gravity of what she's doing at the time that she's doing right. Um, and so I think the writing for that was really good and a lot of the acting surrounding it was really good. Yeah, the, the, the little kid that played Luke didn't really get a chance to do anything. So yeah. I'm wondering if there's going to be a season two of Kenobi. I don't think there was originally planned one, but I think that the popular vote has put one yeah. In the works now is because, it, wow, this went over really, really well, which is tough with the Star Wars crowd. You know, there's always mixed feelings about what's happening with Star Wars. And so, with such a resounding yes, I think they have to go ahead. And who was directed? Deborah Chow, wasn't it? I think. She was one of the, the six directors that worked on The Mandalorian as well. Right. And then they've all been, a lot of them have broken off to do other projects with this. Yeah, this because he has done a ton of stuff now. Chow and Dave Corman's heading up a lot of it. Um, and it's the fact that once you find a director that loves the material and knows the material, you gotta keep them working. Because the same thing happened with, with Iron Man. I mean, the guy who looks like me. John Favreau. John Favreau. John Favreau truly loved the material. You can tell. Yeah, oh and yeah. He, it's, treated it so well, which is why the MCU got off the ground, because the people that did the Hulk didn't care. Yeah. Well, and it, it wasn't that they didn't care, it's they didn't have the depth of understanding of how important what they were doing would be to create this culture around it, right? Iron Man created this excitement in a superhero movie that I don't think we had seen since the original Superman. Yeah, it was um, you know, it was a big deal. There's been some superhero stuff. I mean, there was the Fantastic Four stuff. There was Hulk. there. You know, there's been a few things here and there, but none of them really got franchise off the ground because the depth of care for and you know what was available at the time or choices that were made mm-hmm. were made financially and not with the content in mind. Right, and so now that we've got this content driven. Marvel Universe and Star Wars Universe. And they're Those all interconnected. Are, exactly, right? Everything makes sense together. It makes you want to go see the next one because of this thing. I want to see what happened to so-and-so, right? And it really can be a fan-driven enterprise at that point because it's like, okay, what are we seeing that people want to see? Yeah. Right? Okay, well, let's make that thing, but let's, let's do it properly. We're not just going to take suggestions. But, you know, people want to see what happened with Thor. It's not an important What happened show. with Fat Thor? <laughs> Love and Thunder. Let's do that. All right, let's yeah. make that thing. It's not an improv right. show. We're not just going to take your suggestions and run with it. In, but we'll take your suggestions under advisement. Right? I love that, and it's it, it's a good starting point. You, you know, if you're starting at what the fans want, that's great. But you have to take it beyond what the fans want because I'm sorry, as fans, we don't know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> just, just to go on to our <laughs> usual tangent because this one made me laugh a lot. It's so dumb, but it'll get there in the end. You mentioned Fantastic Four with Hugh yeah. Griffith, which was I was really disappointed he didn't come back. I I was really upset about that. That had future plans in mind. I, though, I so get it, I but that. that's what I'm just saying. Was, he wasn't signing on. For wasn't it, happy it. about that. But anyways, but when Fan it came out, <laughs> uh, that's the Fantastic Four where they were teenagers, which made no sense and this completely bizarre, different world, didn't yeah. make any logical anything. But it's considered an A in Fantastic, it's another four, so people call it Fan Forsyth. The Reed Richards character, I was trying to figure out when Laurie and I went to go see the new Top Gun. Okay? And the kid who plays Goose's son, who is a great look for Anthony Edwards' kid, like the look on it was perfect. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. But it turns out, I'm like, where do I know this kid from? He was Reed Richards in Fan Forsyth. Yes. His name is Miles Teller. And the joke I heard online was, Miles Teller, do you mean an odometer? Which is so dumb. It is so dumb, but it just made me laugh so a lot when the first time I heard it. That's terrible. It is terrible. That's Okay, I'm okay with that. Who penned that Teller joke? Yeah. Nice. nice. But anyways, uh, getting back to Kenobi. So, I don't know if I, can't find, <laughs> I don't know if I bought Kumail Nanjiani as a sleepy Jedi wannabe, but that's the problem when you start using bigger names in things without modifying their faces. And it comes up with expectation, right? Is there's there's expectation of what you want to see or what you're used to seeing from a certain actor or actress, and and when the character doesn't call for that it questions either did we ca- did they cast that right? Was there a, another decision involved or am I just too stuck on what I'm used to seeing? Because that's that's not right either. Well right. it's like it's like when you see a Robin Williams movie like Death Poet Society, you're mm-hmm. going and expecting Zany Robin Williams and there was some craziness, but it was expecting the genie. It's, it wasn't <laughs> Robin Williams, it was a really well acted piece. Yeah. Like uh, Will Smith, you expect Fresh Prince and you expect Men in Black, you don't expect The, the Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. So the, the Which you, to me is a far superior film, but that's a side. <laughs> no, no, what I mean is it's not oh, yeah. what you're expecting oh, when you it's see It's like It's when you see somebody acting out of type and you keep expecting the other shoe to drop and it yeah. never does. I'll give you the perfect incidence on that. It is The Green Goblin. Willem, Willem Dafoe. In okay. Aquaman. He was a good guy mm-hmm. in the entire movie. You're just sitting there waiting for the Shoot a drop and him to turn on him. every time he smiles, you see a goblin yeah, face. He's, he's just you're just waiting for him to turn around and be the bad guy, yes. and he never was. And you get to the movie, you're like, Oh, dude, was a good guy! Yeah. Like, like they did a little bit of that in when he was in um, John Wick. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he, you expected him to be the bad guy the whole time. Turns out he was. I love that in No Way Home for the for the Spider Man fans <laughs> out there, and and we're off on the tangent yet again. That's how we fill an hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's really five minutes of conversation. That takes an hour. But uh, for the Spider-Man fans out there, in Far From... Ho- or uh, No Way Home, sorry. Uh, I love that they did the thing that they needed to do in the first Spider-Man movie, which was he doesn't need a mask. <laughs> he plays that goblin face perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> because he's got that long, greasy smile yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, you know, it's. I didn't know somebody's face could actually do that. It's yeah. You know, I think it's him and Jim Carrey. He, he would have been get their face up. He would have been a great jo- gobbler or a great Joker too. He would have been a great Joker. Yeah. yeah, an older Joker. He could be like a great Joker. Dark, Dark, it, was that had, that like, a, Dark Knight yeah. returns, like the the Frank mm-hmm. Miller one live action, he'd be a great joker for that. Okay, somebody make that movie. Somebody, I, I just made it's a million dollar idea. Oh my gosh, a trillion dollar idea. Oh my gosh. That's a great idea. Where were we, and were it wouldn't, it wouldn't cost it. much to make, because as they make the, isn't that the thing, as they make more and more Batman movies, they just keep getting darker and darker. So you don't actually have to, be, it's, this one's an audio play. <laughs> Hilariously. <laughs> did I should did I should I emailed you that thing, right? It was the uh, X-Men one? Or? No, no, no. Somebody popped us up and it said, in a version of Tripoli or Pursuit from 2000. Oh, the Batman thing. You did say He said, that. I've never been madder at a question in my <laughs> life. And the question is, who has never been Batman? Ben Affleck, Christian Bill, George Clooney, Val Kilmer, or Adam West? <laughs> Which I now is a trick question. Now is a trick question. They you it. really have to take tribute pursuit in context, in the context the of when that was printed. Because, <laughs> Yeah, at the time, Ben Affleck had never played. Had never played Batman. Yeah. So, but anyways, anyways, I wonder if they looked at that and said, "Well, <laughs> we're going to make that question wrong." <laughs> well, that aged well. Yeah. <laughs> It was part of the decision-making of hiring Ben Affleck. Yeah. Like, who, that- who would never, who do you think would never play Batman in a million years? Ben Affleck, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> He's too old now anyways. Oh, crap. Um, Alright, so. Back to Kenobi. So, the, there was one small issue I had. And it's the smallest of issues and I can get over it. Uh, <laughs> I'm already pretty much over it, but I'll bring it up just to poke at things. Grand Inquisitor, stabbed through the stomach with a lightsaber, comes back. Because you, the problem is you know that that has to happen. As somebody, because I've watched Rebels, right, I know he's a big part of it, and that became the question Well, maybe that's where the health team cloning started. Maybe that's where the snow comes in and blah, blah, blah. No, it's none of that. It's just a dumb thing. that I, I think the reckoning was he has more than one stomach or something like that. I don't know I, I have no idea what that. Is. But I don't know this was a problem I had. Is they just they didn't really explain it. They didn't really touch on it more than "ha ha, I'm back." Take that as this big. Oh well, it was all a joke on on you in the first place. But on right. the other end of the coin, she got stabbed through the stomach and she survived. So yeah. if, if, don't forget when you stab someone with a saber, you cut yeah. You cut yeah. everything okay. all the way through. So unless you drag it sideways, yeah, it's a neat hole in and out. Yeah. It's survivable. Why well, do you think that's big? survived. (laughs) He sliced right in half. Um, He just got him at that just perfect spot. spot. A few yards of lower intestine. And the other (laughs) part that people need to realize that in canon, if there is the tiniest spark of light, Bacta can cure you. Yeah. Like, as long as you're a tiny little bit alive, get into Bacta, it'll cure you. And I mean, That's I guess why Anakin is the perfect example of that. <laughs> He's the exception that proves <laughs> the rule. Yeah. It keeps him alive. It can't heal him entirely. Yeah. But it keeps him alive. Yeah. And allows you to be more receptive to uh, cybernetic parts yeah. and stuff like that. But he goes That's back in the back up dip every day. Just, it it's like. not so much that they did the thing. It's that they didn't go all in on it. Right? They didn't make it a big part of what was happening. It was just kind of this off-the-cuff killing and then off-the-cuff bring him back in. Well, because we had to, because he's in this other thing, right? I would have liked a little bit more touch on it, right? A little bit more romance or a bit more grandstanding of this thing and make it part of the story, not just have it be an exception of what's happening. Right. But you're right. It's not a big deal. It, it, it's, oh, no, it doesn't make her and it It's a minor qualm. Or anything, but I, I did like the fact that both Beru and Owen had a bigger part, Instead of yeah. just don't go to Anchorage, you're dead. Yeah. is not that why they didn't do the original seventy-seven Kenner Bruno <laughs> figures? Yeah, <just> charred, <laughs> charred skeleton, charred skeleton. <laughs> not a big seller. Uh, I don't know. I would have taken. I would have bought it. It just, probably would have been a big seller. but at the time, so. at the, yeah, at the time, it would have been. Now, now it, it would funny. now. <laughs> Now it's we're, we're a bunch of sick wackos now, but uh, you know what? There's a couple of really dark jokes about that, and I can't remember them. But I remember going, Ooh, that's that's not right, but funny is that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, anything more that you really found appealing about Obi Wan as a as a show? Um. The, the final fight between him and Darth Anakin, where he gets the thing <laughs> cut open, when he gets the face cut open, and he can see his face and and, poor uh, Christian, Hayden Christensen actually gets to act again, <laughs> and you can see him, and I'm hoping this breaks the curse, because he did a really great job. That final battle, yeah. Hayden Christensen was on point. Yeah, I I have to say, as a when when the prequels came up, there were there were enough things wrong with it, but um, as a whole, I was not a big fan of his performance in the prequels. No, it was this, okay. That's not necessarily right. his fault. No, there, like, was, was, young, there was a lot of He was young; being told what to do, and well. and, um, and it was kind of one of the first bigger things he had done. Right? He had done a, a couple of it like, a one of the last bigger things he did. Uh, he was on hand in Toronto at the Scotiabank Center for the for the season finale. Oh yeah. Friend of mine went down to that and they had they met him and he's quite gracious and charming and lovely. And he uh I mean well he was he did Jumper, which was big in its time. Uh and then a couple of the, it was a heist movie done as well. All in all, not a lot of big parts for him. And and part of it was because there was some bad choices made as far as Star Wars goes. But there's some big redemption for him on this one, He's absolutely well done, maturing as an actor, kind of coming into his own. And then I, one of the big things I really enjoyed was him in the trials, right? Obi-Wan and, and Anakin doing this part of the trial where um, you can see him being dragged back by his own kind of re- reluctancy to let anybody else overtake him. The the back and forth between the two of them in the in their original work together, I really enjoyed those parts. Yes, right. the The rapport those two had as actors and as characters was really well played. Um, and so, seeing that kind of again, but seeing both characters kind of come full round was really really encouraging. It was really well done, and it was I writing saw, and it was well acted. I saw a wonderful interview with him. And uh, with Christians and, and uh, McGregor. And Ewan McGregor says, I didn't really get any scenes with Hayden as Darth Vader in the prequels." No, that's true. He never met up with him. So, when he came back and he walked on set for the first time, he says... I was nine again. <laughs> like, he came through, and I felt a jolt of fear, of absolute fear, run through my body. He says, I've never had that happen as an actor, where I didn't have to act something. It happened. And he said, it is terrifying. He's as scary as you remember as a kid. And he is huge. So he was like, oh my God, is it Vader? Oh, wait, I'm an actor. I'm an adult. I'm good. Never mind. But yeah, I just like have, we're, we're making this whole thing up. Yeah, uh- <laughs> moment of moment of just visceral fear because when you're scared, it's like a Dalek. First time you see a Dalek in real life, if you're a Doctor Who person, you get a thrill of uh oh. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things when you when you see them on screen or in real life or even see photos of. Things like Darth Vader or Daleks or anything that really scares you that is mechanical, scary. I'll say. Yeah. Um, you know, robotic, and you don't have the context of it. Somebody beside you who does is really like, like, but it's you know, it's Dalek, it's a little clumpy piece of metal. Like, yeah. this is not an impressive thing because realistically, salt shaker with a plunger. Well, that's it. Realistically if you don't have context for what they are, they're not that impressive. <laughs> but when you know what all of that is, it's like, mm-hmm, no. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I, I told you the story about the, the Dalek slide, right? Are I want to say sure? yes. Where it, it's the woman from England put it on a slideshow. Oh, yeah. I yeah, did yeah, tell yeah. that on the podcast. Yeah. So that's it. But another funny one is when you become a movie, and we're really off track again, when you become a movie and you start to know it, you get really into it, as soon as you hear the voice, you don't have to see the dialogue. Yes. As soon as you hear the voice, that thrill of fear goes right through you. And no matter how old you are, right away you're like, oh, another back!" <laughs> but it also works the other way. In the 50th anniversary, where he's sitting in the, in the uh, thing and he says, I could be a curator. I could be the great curator. And then you have, I really think you could. And all of a sudden, in the theater, my head snapped up. And I went, holy crap, that's Tom. (laughs) And I cheered out loud. And me and one other person on the other side of the theater both whooped at the same time. (laughs) And everyone was looking at us like we were crazy. Uh... Until he looked around and saw Tom, Tom Baker. And then the whole theater erupted. But we were like a second and a half, two seconds Uh... in front of everybody else. We were like, oh my God. And then everybody like, yeah, like, the OG, guys the, yeah, in the crowd. <laughs> so like, no, no. I I I know that voice in my death, man. Like I know who that was. But anyway, so going back to it, uh, Kenobi was a really worthy successor. I think they did a great job of it. It was shockingly better than I could possibly have hoped. Like I really wasn't expecting much out of it, but I'll give it a try. But because it was Luke, Lea, because it was bail, because it was people you knew. Well, and they did a good job of bringing back the people yeah. that had played the parts originally, and 20 years later, that's not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Right? Especially considering what people look like 20 years later, and it's well, not it's 20, an years later. <laughs> you know, 20 years later. At all. Still, it's, yeah, um, one of those things. But it's Hollywood. People Where don't age can't. in 20 years, so course, you're okay. Because it was only 5 years later, 7 years later? 10. ten years later. Yeah, so it's happening. But, you know, there are some inconsistencies. what you can do with that. The one thing, there was a drop in there that I, as as an avid Clone Wars fan, because I love the Clone Wars, uh, it was one of the best series that they've ever done. Uh, and they need to do more stuff like that. Cover some more bases with that stuff, because it's great. They dropped Quinlan Voss's name. Yes. And then he didn't show up. And when I knew there wasn't a Season 2 plan, I was a little upset about that. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, why would you drop this one specific name? Like, I get that it kind of points to his overall story, if you've read through the comic and where they're getting their yeah. source from. Okay, it kind of puts him through here on a path, but I want to see Quinlan <laughs> Buzz Because that's one badass Jedi, man. <laughs> well, they did that in Civil War. The S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, they captured and throw up on the roof, throw up the roof, and come back up. Oh, yeah. I'm blanking on his name. agent. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know, he's so inconsequential. Anyway, <laughs> he does that. He says, I don't know, back to valedictorian from, you know, this high school, Dr. Stephen Strange, you know, Reed Richards, he lay, lay, lays off a bunch of people who are instrumental in the world who had not even been discussed yet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Strange came out and that means we're looking forward to a new and better Fantastic Four. And hopefully, that's like yeah, it's, and it's, I mean, it's, I'm pretty sure it's part of the next phase big movies is, uh, F4, which is great, especially with John Kaczynski at the wheel of, uh, Reed Richards there. I like him as Reed Richards. I think the rest of the casting will be quite instrumental, like, that's gonna make a big difference in this, but if they keep doing things the way they've been doing it, I can't complain. And as much as I complained about, we wanna play Big Krabby Jedi. Oh, uh, oh, Kumil Johnny. There you go. As much as Kumil, no, it's not Kumil that's Raj. No, that's, uh, Kumil Oh, okay, so Non Johnny. yeah. Nanjani. He, as much as I didn't like him in that role specifically, the fact that there is a trend now of taking dumpy, second fiddle, funny guys, and turning him into these hardcore action heroes that can handle the hammer right? Is amazing. Well, because you're not any longer trying to rely on jokes from Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is tough. Or from Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> Stallone can actually hold his own with a good with a good punchline. Yeah, Arnold's jokes are rough, man. <laughs> no, don't forget, it's a second language. It's that's, a, that's fair. It's it's a a a, d- it's it, he might be. It's just the delivery. He might be hysterical in Austrian. Who knows? But my point was, Krasinski? if I was speaking then that would be a funny. Yes. <laughs> Krasinski is now an action hero. Chris yep. Pratt is an action hero. Neither one of those guys ten years ago. You would have ever even looked at as a leading man, actually. They wouldn't have even gotten the audition. (laughs) And now, all of a sudden, they're going for the talent and making the body fit the top. And that's fantastic. It's four times fantastic. I can't believe you just said that. I did, though. I know. I'm I'm kind of (laughs) proud of you. I'm kind of proud of you and kind of upset at the same time. So... Long and short, Kenobi, thumbs up for me. Thumbs up, yeah. I got to give it both thumbs up on that one, and I'm excited to see more, which is good. I would. Really uh, like I was to see the more. same way with Mandalorian. I know I didn't have you know, the qualms about it that you did, but I was super excited about Mando coming out, and it did exactly what I wanted it to do. So there was some more, you know. There's back and forth on everything to do with it, but overall, I'm a, star, a happy little Star Wars geek. Book of Boba Fett maybe needed to be better. The Book of the Mandalorian, exactly. I I feel like there were just better Boba Fett Mm. stories to tell. I know a lot of people are well. You really didn't need to be more than the background character was. I don't think that's a problem. I think we started (laughs) out interesting with some you know with the sand people and that stuff. That was cool. But we could have leaned into that instead of having it to be this big thing. Like what he was doing, like taking over Java and all that. I didn't think that was necessary. Reminding me of Obi Um, I saw a cute little meme, and it's uh Obi Wan and Anakin tied up in the Dagobah clone. I think it was was clone tournament where they were in that arena. Yeah, fighting Dooku. Yeah, and Obi Wan goes, "See that bounty hunter out there? Yeah. He's the uh, progenitor of the clone. So they all they all came from him." And he goes, the one standing up there, Dooku. Okay, so we should never trust the clones. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like movie's over. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, just, G- it just, just cut the franchise right out. <laughs> the bad guy is Boba Fett and all the clones. Got it. Don't trust it. Got it. Um, I haven't even seen Bad Batch yet, so I. But again, without watching bad bad Clone Wars, without watching Clone Wars. No, I think I think you can get away with it. It will mean more if you watch Clone Wars, but I don't think it'll be meaningless. Right? It is its own good storyline, and it does give you a pretty good clean start. If you've seen them in the Clone Wars, you just have more of a feel for the characters from the gate, more of an attachment, right? So you well, and you understand their dyna- their team dynamic a little bit better. Right, and so why that goes there, and some of that stuff. But you don't have to watch all of the Clone Wars for that. That just comes in, I think, in the last two seasons. Okay. Right, and so you can just kind of pick and choose those out Which is one of the things I really do love about Clone Wars is the episodicness of it. Is you can pull out the sections of this, the uh, the sections of the series that you want, and then roll with that material. Right. Right. Um, if you know if it's pertinent to what you're watching, so I, I, that's again why it was really really well done, and I want to see more of that. You know. so that's a quick little spoiler cast we did for Kenobi. Uh, it's not a spoiler because it's been out for a while now. It's, it's been out awesome. long enough. As you been, uh, you haven't seen it now. It's on you. So, and then uh I mean that wraps us up for Rich Fest here. Yeah. We'll be we'll be back to our Thursday schedules, and you'll you'll hear these episodes coming up if you're live here at. Uh, at Rich Fest as we're just starting to cl- see things slow down a little on the street and clean up you know um, these, uh, these episodes will be coming out every Thursday uh, and you'll hear new material from us as we go on as we continue on this journey of being on microphone and talking about things that we thought only we cared about and it turns out we were wrong we're, we're <laughs> sure we were right but uh, other people are listening out of politeness uh, I think <laughs> Uh, I'm sure we're most of the ones who cared about it on the street, but that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Well, that question has been asked and answered, but we still need more questions. So please send any of your nerdy questions to Christian at FrugalDutchman.com or join us on Facebook at TFDATC. That's the Frugal Dutchman at the counter. So join us next time for more thoughtful answers to pointless questions, and we'll see you at the counter.